Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello everyone, welcome back to episode two of Internet Marketing with Academy Internet and we have with us Daniel Rowles. Hi there. Head of Internet Marketing. And we have with us instead of Jeremy, who's actually away on holiday, we have Mr. Graham Benstead. Hello there, Andy. Hello there. And Graham is um, international international is that international marketing consultant? It's an internet marketing. Well it's internet, isn't it? Internet internet marketing. You're an international internet marketing consultant. No, you're an internet marketing consultant. International sounds far more glamorous. It does. I think we won't edit this out at all. We'll call him an international internet marketing consultant. So welcome to the show guys. thanks again. Before we go any further, can I can I just apologise for the for the for the noise? This is to all the listeners out there. We are in, in wonderful Brighton. Uh, Brighton is a, is a busy city with lots of cafes and lots of very happy people. And the weather we've been having here in the UK for the last two, three weeks has just been absolutely sweltering. Absolutely. Hottest day uh, on recorded history yesterday. Yeah, yeah yesterday mm. I think we had the hottest. It was 32, 33 degrees, something like that. It's even more than that, I think. 35? Yeah. Yeah. It was just sweltering here. And as you can imagine, everyone and everyone and his dog are out just enjoying cafe land, which is Brighton. So that would explain the noise. I actually quite like the noise in the background. Just to fill you in, last time, episode one, we, we talked about uh, it was like an introduction to internet marketing. Daniel, could you just remind yeah, us what we, we talked we about? Yeah, we just kind of covered the reasons why you'd use um, online marketing and the pros and the cons and yeah, some little tips in there and just what the, uh, what the background is and what you should be thinking about when you're kind of approaching online marketing. So just an introduction, general thing, and then we're going to go into the more specifics uh, episode by episode now, this, this being the first. Well, I'm looking forward to that, and um, let's get straight into the, to the main segment of this um, podcast, which today is search engine optimization. So perhaps you could just tell us how that works. Absolutely. Well, search engine optimization is all about getting your website to the highest positions possible in the major search engines. And the, the reason you want to do this at the end of the day is that 80% of online transactions start with a search on a search engine. So 80% of things that are bought over the internet, they start somewhere. Someone goes into Google, for example, um, will do a search. So if that's 80% of the traffic, you need to be on that first page of the search engine. People don't really go past the first three pages of the search engine. Your yeah. research has really shown that's the case. Mm. So if you're not on those first three pages, you pretty much might, might as well forget it. Um, so that, that's in, yeah, that, that kind of sums up what it is. The, the key thing we need to remember here is there's two major first steps. First of all, there's lots of ways of approaching this. Now, you can go the natural kind of way. If you want a website that's going to rank well for a particular search term, 
then you need to be you know very very focused on that search term. Um, if you want to be number one for example event management, you need to be the number one event management kind of website on the internet, which mm-hmm. you know is a lot harder than it sounds. You need to be very focused and have good content. Yeah. The problem is lots of companies in the past would guarantee number one positions. Um, and there's no actual way of doing that without building a website, building good content, building inbound links. Um, there are lots of cheating ways to do it, and Google gets smarter and smarter and smarter, and it, you'll get sussed out. Um, and the, the classic example is recently Germany um, in BMW actually delisted from Google completely. Right. So, you know, do it the wrong way, don't do it in an ethical fashion, then it can go very wrong indeed. So right. you know, go with the companies that have an ethical kind of approach to the whole thing. And it can be achieved, but it won't happen overnight. It won't happen overnight at all. So this whole concept of doing sort of tricks mm. to make you go higher up the search engine, yeah. is, that, is that a bad thing? Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's about presenting your website in such a way that the search engines can find you and can read your website well. Right. Um, and you're not trying to trick them at all. What you're trying to do is make the website clear to the search engines. Right. So avoiding things like um, building your website completely in Flash because that will make it very hard for the search engines to read it. You know, yes. Some search engines can read some Flash but not an awful lot of it. Yes. Um, yes. So it's just about taking a sensible approach. And you know, The last thing you want to do is con the search engines because as they get smarter you're just going to get chucked out completely. Sure, it's yeah. It's a disaster. And I've heard another thing. Is this, is this true, this thing about putting text and images? That's a bad idea because yeah. the search yeah. engines obviously can't find the text and images. Absolutely. Because if the search engines look at your website and they won't see how you'd see it. They'll basically see the code in the background. Right. Um, and fundamentally, if you put an image on there, they can't see the image. All they can see is the alt text. And we'll talk about that yeah. in a moment. That's the kind of alternative text that's used generally for screen readers, for people with disabilities yes. that use a screen reader. Yes. But the search engines can actually read that part of it. Yes, yeah, so that's that little ultra, uh, alternative attribute, isn't it? Mm, of the Im- image tag. And that's the one. Yeah, so, I'm familiar with that one. Yeah, so I mean, at the end of the day, it's about you know making your website good for the user. Um, and at the end of the day, all the major search engines want your website to rank well if it's good for the user. Yeah. So that, that's, that's yeah. the long-term kind of approach you need to take. Absolutely. I was uh, speaking to somebody just the other day who was uh, telling me that he thought SEO was about uh, beating the search engines at their own game, which right. I think is completely missing the point. There's no point, um, even in being number one in Google, if people can't read your site, if it's not useful. The point is that you have the best site for the user. Yeah. And that's what Google wants to give their users. That's, right. that's the whole point of search engine optimization. But how, how do the search engines deduce what's the best site? I mean, are there, are there, I, I mean I'm going back to tricks again here. Aren't sure. I? Are, there, are there rules, are there things that you can do? I mean, I've heard that having lots of inbound links is, is a good idea. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think Graham will come into a moment, but the inbound links basically are seen as a... Um, as, from the surgeon's point of view, as a vote for your site, because if anyone linking yeah. to your website, it basically means that there's there's a reason to link to you. Yes. yes. Now there's things called link farms, which had thousands and thousands of links, but it's just a con because the surgeons can now look and say all this website is is thousands of links. Right. So it's a waste of time, and they, they're they're sussing out more and more and more, and they've okay. got obviously the computerised technology that goes through and you know looks and can deduct certain things, but there are human editors as well. Right. Um, that will really look into things and realise that yeah, this is a con, so delist the whole thing. Do we still have web rings? Do you remember web mm-hmm. rings? Are they still around? Yeah, I mean, they are. And they, 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 the quality ones do work. Because um, yeah. it's basically just a group of websites that are you know, have a similar focus or interest that link to each other. Mm-hmm. They're all good sites and they're all focused and there's no reason you shouldn't do that. Yeah. The problem is linking to low quality sites. and Sure. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, look at who you're actually linking to. But there's certainly no harm in doing it. Okay, let's talk a little bit about keywords, because mm. I know that was one thing you wanted to mention. Yeah, absolutely. The Picking your keywords is probably one of the most important steps, if not the most important step. Mm-hmm. Your keywords are basically um, 
what people are searching on when you want them to find your website. Now, your automatic assumption is if your company is called something, you're going to put your company name in. The problem is the people that are putting your company name in already know of you, so it's quite likely they are going to come across you one way or the other. Um, it's keywords like uh, your key services for finding new customers that aren't even aware of you at the moment. So you need to think about what people are actually going to search on mm-hmm. and think how competitive that is. Now, if you're in a market where there are millions and millions of companies that do that similar thing, it's going to be quite hard to get to number one if you're a small company. Yeah. So you need to think about the more niche terms, the more specifics. So there might be a niche service that you offer or a more particular phrase that you might want to use, and you're much more likely to get to number one positions if you use that, that kind of niche phrase. Right. The other thing to say on keywords, for example, is that if someone's looking for I don't know, a Sony DVD player and they put in DVD player, a lot of people are going to come up for DVD player. If they put in Sony DVD player XC900, they know very much what they're looking for. Yeah. And the thing with that is that the more they know what they're looking for, the more likely they are to actually purchase. They're much nearer a point of conversion, so the more likely to purchase. So the more focused and niche you can be with key terms, the more likely you are to get sales or contact or whatever the kind of conversion is that you're looking for. Right. So you just really need to consider your, your, your kind of uh, keywords very, very carefully. I actually um, read uh, a statistic just the other day that um, the majority of users of Google are using uh, at least four words in their uh, searches mm-hmm. um, and it has been suggested that uh, keywords are no longer called keywords but uh, key phrases well I was going to ask actually mm. are these words or phrases so they are actually phrases yeah they are. right yeah I mean if you just think about how you search at the end of the day you'd normally search for a few words at least yes so you know if, you, if you're searching those phrases the difficult thing is trying to think outside of how you search and there are a couple of tools that can help you with that mm-hmm. um, there's one that's particularly good called nichebots.com um, right. and basically that from, takes a lot of information for lots of different websites you put a key term in a keyword in yeah. and it will come back with lots of different suggestions like variations on that thing will tell you how many people are searching on it so it's oh. a really good place to start um, and it, it takes the information from another commercial site called wordtracker.com right. that's another really good one to look for and there's, there's free information there and there's a subscription service as well so okay. definitely check those two out when you're looking at your keywords so those are tools that will help you to decide perhaps what your keyword should yeah, be absolutely. by seeing what people are searching yeah, absolutely. And when you're selecting your key terms, we generally say don't really go for more than about 15 terms for a site. Right. Really try and focus in. Yeah. Once you've mastered those 15, then by all means start to expand out. But really, you know, focus in your efforts. Don't dilute things down and just go for like top 10, top 15 keywords. Mm. And where do these keywords go? Do they, do they go in the meta tags or in the text or both? Or mm. Well, we'll uh, be coming to that um, when we're looking at optimising the actual site. Okay. I mean, um, I think it's important also when you're choosing your keywords not to see it as a, a site-wide um, necessarily. Uh, process. You're going to be. You're going to have your uh, generic keywords for um, yeah for the for the entirety of your site. But you're also going to have your uh, specific areas, which will have their specific keywords in there. As I say, I mean the the keywords which you'll be using will be, as you say, going into metadata, uh, which I'll be speaking about later on. Mm-hmm. But also um, the rest of your site. So because you you don't want to be using uh, some very specific keywords in, for instance, your homepage, because that's not the most important part of your site. Yeah. Yeah, you'll, you'll be producing groups of keywords to be uh, put into specific sections. Absolutely. And I think, yeah, where, where these keywords go, to put, it into, um, to put it into perspective, where the keywords actually go, it, it, it becomes a lot easier. I mean, you're talking about the titles on the pages, the actual copy on the pages, the right. headings, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and I think Graham's going to kind of go through us now and mm. just kind of talk through each of those different areas. Yeah. Um, as I say, I mean, you, you're going to be, uh, for every page... 
that you have, you, you want to include your keywords mm-hmm. in, a, in a sensible way so that, um, first of all, uh, users can read them. As, as I mentioned before, there's no point in writing a website for the search engines because you're, you're not going to get your conversions. People aren't going to be buying from your site if the copy that they're reading doesn't make any sense to them. It, it completely undermines any credibility of your site. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's the first thing to be aware of. Um, I mean, there, there, are, there are lots of different aspects of your site which you need to uh, pay attention to when uh, including the keywords. First of all, I, I suppose the most important uh, part of your page is definitely the title. So... Um, yeah, any anybody who uh, codes in uh, HTML will know this uh, inside the uh, title tags in the head. Yeah, because of course the title is the is, is it gets put up right at the top of the browser in the Absolutely. blue stripe at yeah. the top, not in the body of the thing. Yeah, completely. That's important. It, it, yeah, it does confuse some people. You see yeah. the title, and they see me the actual words. It confuses on the page. me, and I'm a programmer. Mm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's just look in the top left of your browser, and that's where it is. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah it can be missed, but um, yeah, that, that's really really important. Um, you should make absolutely sure that that title uh, for every single page. Um, has their own specific keywords um, so it should yeah the titles for each page should reflect the primary keywords associated with that page yeah that's really important uh, for instance if you're uh, on your home page if you for instance um, work in the uh, events management industry you should have your event management keyword there yeah. right at the front right, right, at the, uh, right in the title that'll uh, do you a lot of good and then yeah with more specific pages for instance um, perhaps if you're uh, selling merchandise, um, you could uh, yeah, you could think about adding it to the uh, you, yeah the merchandise. Well, be- because of course, with with a lot of sites, uh, presumably this would all be automated, wouldn't it? I mean, a lot of selling sites. So, for example, if I was searching for the X Y Z one two three mm. microphone, completely. <laughs> Uh, as if by magic, that would appear in the title. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the a lot of sites are content managed, so yeah. you'll insert your products into the site, or whoever's looking after the site for will do it. Mm. Um, and it's just making sure that when they're they're putting all this information in, they're, they're, the title's done correctly. Yes. Content management systems can strongly affect search engine optimization, uh-huh. and it should be something that you're considering if you're looking at buying a content management system or yes. an e-commerce solution or, anything or indeed like that. building one oh completely yeah yes. absolutely yes. I mean the, all of this stuff will depend very much if you do the website yourself if someone does it for you yes. if you know, a third party does it so it can be you know you should be aware of this yourself if you're doing it yourself but also if you're talking to an agency you should be aware of all this kind of thing so you yes. can make sure they're doing the right things for yes so. yeah now, what about headings? Ah, headings. Headings. Headings are very, very important. Again, they're the the first port of call in the on your main on the main like uh, body of your page. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main content. I mean, first of all, they make headings do make it a lot easier to read your page. I, I think it's important to point that out. Yes. So, if if you can add those in important sections, like throughout your copy, in front of uh, like to section off paragraphs. You can, uh, yeah, first of all, you've got a more usable site, which, as I say, it's a very important thing. But um, the information that they contain in terms of keywords is very important as well. So, again, if you, at the top of your page, perhaps, if, if you're uh, selling a particular uh, product, yeah, make, make sure you put that product name. Don't waste your uh, time putting things like, uh, welcome to my site. That, that's just not going to do anything for you, mm. you know. Yeah, you, you should get a little bit more... Um, 
a little bit more important, like your important keywords in there. Yeah. Um, again, structure is very important there as well. Uh, with your, make sure you put heading twos inside heading ones. Like right in terms of the structure, Google likes a well structured site. Oh right, so that mm. does influence the way the search engines absolutely find absolutely. your pages. Mm. Should or just at least interpret yeah. your pages. Should just say again for those people that aren't really kind of HR pros or anything like that. Mm. Yeah. Um, and a heading one and a heading two tag are basically just parts of the code that makes up the page, mm-hmm. and um, it goes to H one H. To H3, and it basically just says what the, the priority is, H1 being the most important. Yeah. Um, so it's just to be able to have different levels of headings and how you build them up. I'm hoping I'm not being too techno babble. <laughs> oh no, don't worry, we'll, we'll, try, we'll try and filter it to the, to the public yeah. if, you, if you get too technical. <laughs> I'm guilty of that myself, being a, being a bit of a geek. So, what about alternative text and images, things like that? Alternative text, well, as, as you were saying earlier, I mean, um, first of all, for me, the most important part of that is accessibility and usability. Yeah. Um, um, an image without its alternative text isn't visible yeah. to anybody who doesn't have access to the images. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, of course, uh, visually impaired or other uh, other sorts of disabilities which don't allow that to happen. And, of course, just people with older browsers or slower systems, some people do turn off their images because they take so long to load. And yeah. if, if you're trying to impart any information uh, using that image... you you haven't you know yeah. it's, it's completely not going to work but of course um, search engines can't see the images either yeah. um, it doesn't mean anything to them and uh, yeah it's, it's just a shame if you could have if you've got a few keywords in there if, if you don't give that to the search engines yeah. you know Especially if, I, I suppose, if uh, the images contain things which are very relevant to the site, mm. I suppose the alternative text is quite important. Yeah, the other thing, just to say while we're talking about accessibility, is that if you don't put the alt tags in, you're actually breaking the accessibility guidelines right. um, and the Disability Discrimination Act. Ah. Um, so it's something really important to, to think about, and technically you could be kind of sued if you haven't done that. So Absolutely. it is a consideration. Yeah, it's so worth remembering. We, we touched on this last week. Yeah, this, we will. We will. concept of... Sticking to the guidelines, basically. Yeah, completely. Well, legislation has changed, hasn't it? It has, yeah. I mean, we will do another, I think, a full episode on accessibility because it is an yeah, important issue. And, it, you know, it, it, you have to follow the law. It's good for the people. You know, you've got a huge audience out there that may not have access to your site. But yeah. also, you know, things you do for accessibility will also help with the usability of the site and for the search engine. So mm. um, it's a positive thing to look at. Before the usability, before we talk about usability in any depth, I think the most important thing I, I've noticed, uh, a lot of people do tend Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. 
Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. To use um, their menus, uh, create menus with uh, images yeah. without any alternative text. Right. And of course, people can't navigate around your site. It makes your site unusable to anybody who can't use um, those uh, images. So, yeah, it's, that's, that's one to really look up. What about... JavaScript written menus. Okay, I don't want to get too technical here, but yeah, ja- sure. JavaScript is like a. It's a bit like a programming language that runs in the browser and lets you do fancy things. Are they visible to to search engines? Partially. 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 Right. I mean, if you can avoid it um, and still get the effect that you're looking for, then that's fine. I think that's the best yeah. way of going for it. Yeah. Um, quite often, it's that you do need some JavaScript, but if there's an alternative to that, that's great. Um, right. So, and it's going to depend how you write your JavaScript as well. You need to write your JavaScript very carefully to do that. Um, but right. you know, if you've got a huge page full of reams and reams of JavaScript before it gets to anything, any copy, then the search engine say, "Well, there's no important copy at the top of this page." So it's going to be it's going to be relevant how much code is on that page as well. Well, so it just goes down, and if it doesn't get to any sensible HTML, it goes. Yeah, um, okay, yeah well, it, just to the point is that the, the search engine, the higher something is on the page, yeah. the more relevance it's given. Ah, so if your okay. keyword doesn't appear to about you know four or five hundred lines down, yes, it's going to see very little relevance, and it's going to say, "Well, I'm not going to give you such a good ranking." So right. it can ruin your rankings if you're not careful. Yeah. So something to bear in mind. And the role of meta tags in all this, in optimization. Meta tags. Uh, meta tags used to be very, very important in uh, optimization. Mm-hmm. There was a time when they were the only aspect of um, how the search engine saw your site. Yeah. Which unfortunately led <laughs> to a whole lot of people putting um, the same keyword in like hundreds of times, and the person really? with the most amount of keywords. Got really? <laughs> yeah, and, and the, of course, I mean, people were abusing it to such a degree. I mean, I think uh, it was around the time that Britney Spears was uh, extremely popular. And um, yeah, yeah I, you could uh, type in Britney Spears and you'd have a whole range of sites um, which were just interested in getting you to their site. There was nothing to do with Britney Spears. No, nothing to do with Britney whatsoever, no. But companies that make spanners and things like that. Um, yeah, pro- yeah. <laughs> spanners spanners of war. Who knows? Who knows? It could be anything. <laughs> But that, doesn't, that isn't the case anymore? Are they not the case, regarded by the, brand, by the search engines uh, as so not relevant? really. I mean, um, it's, it's argued that they're not even noticed by them. I think the most important thing with them is just be sensible with them. I think it can mm. be worthwhile yeah. making sure you've got the uh, meta keywords in there. In general, you, you should be careful to make sure that any uh, keywords that you have in your um, keyword, meta keyword list are also in your copy. Or in your uh, in the headings, yeah, and that that can help your relevancy, I'm sure. But um, yeah, I think that that basically just says to the search engines that the meta does reflect what's in the website itself. The other thing to remember as well is that the meta description is actually used by quite a few search engines as the description that comes up on the page. Uh-huh. So not always, but sometimes Google will when you, that description is what it will bring up to describe your website. Yeah, depending on the myriad of rules that Google likes to use to decide <laughs> how it ranks things. Um, so you know that that keyword description is very important. Um, just to get it right and it just appear in a lot of different places so make sure it describes what your site does pretty concisely and includes those keywords in there it can also be I mean um, both uh, those metadata meta keywords and descriptions uh, more more the um, keywords it can keep you uh, when, when you're actually editing your site to uh, optimise because you should really keep your uh, copy up to date uh, refresh it all the time because Google likes new content yeah. um, it can also remind you of what the specific keywords for that uh, page are which can be very very useful yeah it's quite a housekeeping feature as well just to have some reference on the page to what those keywords for that page were right. so it can be useful for yourself as well so. ok so that's optimization. Mm. now 
what about inbound links? We touched on this earlier, but what, what sort of effect do inbound links have on... Uh... Um, inbound links um, are arguably by far the most important part yeah. of search engine optimization. Um, I, as far as I'm concerned, I, you would be putting the keywords into your text to let Google know what your page is about. Mm-hmm. But it's really the inbound links that tell Google how important your page is yeah. for those links. Um, of course, you don't. as it happens, you don't have to have those uh, keywords to have um, a high rank with them. I think I, I don't know if you've heard of Google bombing. I don't think I have. No. Okay, Google bombs are very interesting. It's um, when a group of people decide to have um, a particular keyword when it's searched for come up for um, normally an unrelated site by directing a lot of inbound links to it with particular copy the search and search words that they're interested in. Um, I mean, yeah, the, the, it's, it's a trick, basically. It's like what we were talking about before, where people calling the search engines. Yeah. Um, but there are things in you could put in, um, I can't remember the particular words, but it was something like idiot, and John Prescott's site came up number one, and things like that. And it's basically from lots of people having blogs. <laughs> um, they'll all put a link with the word idiot in it, and it all, they all link through to Sean Prescott's website. <laughs> so basically what happened was that um, if thousands and thousands and thousands of people do this, well, Google will go, look at that. Loads of people are linking on this keyword to this particular uh, website. It must be completely relevant. Okay. Um, and it sat there for a while. It did sit there for a while. And there's still quite a few in existence as well. So um, people so, use so, it for... So Google looks at the word that's being linked out. Yeah, absolutely. And it and yeah. deems it... And sees it as relevant. Yeah, right. completely. And, and not just the word. I mean, the, the whole... The whole of the uh, page, which is linking to yeah. um, to the uh, destination page, as it were, um, is taken into account. The yeah. relevancy of that page, and right. yeah, to to the uh, search phrase. So you, you could do that for anything. You, yeah. All right. Yeah. It's, uh, which which is a great example of how you know relevant or how potent yeah. inbound links can be. I'm not sure if we should be telling the public about it. No, so we're gonna have lots of fun now, aren't we? <laughs> So. I mean, I think the important thing is just, to, as I said before, just see an inbound link as a vote. And the better the quality of the site that's linking to you, the more relevance the search engines will see as that. Okay. Um, there's this thing called PageRank, which is part of Google's algorithm. Um, and each website, if you've got the Google Toolbar installed, so if you go to Google, t- type in Google Toolbar, yeah. you can install this piece of software. Yes. If you install it, every site you go to, it'll tell you the page rank. Right. And the page rank is literally what Google thinks of the quality of that website and the amount of inbound links to that website. So if you get a, a link for a website that, say, is a page rank of four, that's much better than getting a link from a website that's got a page rank of one. Right. So it's, it's not any, any it's not a complete measure, but it's part of the Google algorithm. And all the rest... They, so you know, could you use that to work out how popular your website would be? Yeah. Well, it would, simply by going to your own website with a tool yeah. and looking at the rank? It, it'll right. tell you how, yeah, how many people are linking to you and the quality of people that are linking to you. I mean, if you look at the BBC, it's got a page rank of nine or ten. Google itself will call itself nine. Yeah. Um, one thing to be aware of is it gets exponentially harder. Right. As you go up the scale. So to get a one, two, three, it's easy. Getting yes. a four gets harder and yeah, then five, gets really very, very difficult. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's one of the few metrics you can use very easily just to know how Google's thinking about your website. Right. Um, but it's only a very small part of it. Isn't there a special string you can put in the Google browser to, mm. that tells you how many links are pointing to a site? Absolutely. If you put in link... The word link, yeah. Semicolon. Semicolon. Um, sorry, colon. Colon. Sorry, yeah. Two dots, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then put in your web address. Right. It will tell you who's linking to your site. Oh. But... 
it doesn't give complete results. It will say what Google thinks is relevant, right? But it doesn't give you a complete li- list of who's linking to you. There was a, quite a scare recently um, through a lot of um, <laughs> search engine optimization uh, companies because the their um, whereas a company which they would have been uh, producing inbound links for would have before had perhaps hundreds, maybe thousands of links. Yeah. All of a sudden, they had very very few because um, Google uh, recently changed their algorithm. I think it was Big Daddy. Yeah, it was called Big Daddy, which is always worrying. When they call something Big Daddy, that's going to be quite a serious kind of effect. He was a wrestler, wasn't he? He was. He was. He was. And what a guy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, of course, I didn't know him personally. (laughs) Um, But yeah, um, they made it much, much harder um, for... uh, I say harder. They made it much more important that an inbound link was from a very, very relevant source. So, for instance, a lot of people may have had, um, especially for link farms... Mm. Um, none of those links would be relevant anymore, and Google just wouldn't really count it. It, it, right. it, it made a big difference, and it, uh, things it shook things up a lot. Okay. Which I think, yeah, it's a good thing for the industry because it, mm. it, it stops the people that are trying to cheat the whole thing. Yeah, it cuts them out really. Mm. And the smarter Google get, basically, it means the better people's websites have got to be. Mm. So, so it's no, it's no bad thing for anybody really. Absolutely. So basically, as long as you sit to these these basic ethical rules. Mm. You should do well, generally. I mean, you should. I mean, it does take time. I mean, it will take yeah. time for Google to consider how long your site's been existing, um, what kind of amount of contents on there, all these kind of different factors. Mm-hmm. Bottom line: build a website that's relevant, focused, and has lots of good quality content. Yeah. Um, take in mind these kind of small technical points mm-hmm. in terms of how you build your site. Yeah. And that's you know that, that's the key things you should be doing. Um, and in the long term, that's how you achieve the results. So, Graham, tell me about the uh, sources of inbound links. Absolutely. Um, there are many different ways uh, that we do it. Three main ways. We use um, free web directories. Um, there are hundreds of free web directories which you can uh, submit your site to. Yeah, if every one that you use, although it's not very relevant, it's not it's not going to make huge differences uh, like on on their own, like one by one. But you can get such a volume uh, so easily that you can you, you'll see your ranks rise, you know, uh, in the search engine. Yeah, yeah, and I should say with these free directories, well, they're, they're focused on different subjects. You just need to pick the ones that are relevant to mm. you. Um, yeah. And it's a, it's a it's a free way of getting additional links and it's relevant so people find them. You know, that, that's the key thing. Yeah, absolutely. We we have our own actually uh, called pickle.com and that's a yeah, p i c k a l dot com. Yeah, that's uh, useful. Yeah, so uh, please feel feel free to. Uh, you know, submit your site to that. Um, second way, probably for me, the most important is using um, useful content or articles mm. and submitting them to a number of different forums, for instance, right. uh, discussion forums for the uh, specific area that your um, site works on. Not only are you going to be getting some really decent traffic from that because you'll have the interest group yeah. there, um, you also get the inbound link from any link that you put onto forums. So that, that's a nice way to improve on that. Yeah. yeah. The, the other thing to that is it's really, uh, it shows the power of the community things that have on the website now and it's becoming more and more of an issue. Like Things like MySpace and you know discussion yeah. forums and um, it's hugely powerful if you you can utilise those in a way and help the community you'll get more inbound links mm. is this a bit like blogging as well so say for example I go to, to your blog and yeah. I put a comment now of course when I put my comment in I think most blogs allow you to put your URL in don't yeah. they which of course yeah. is, you're making an inbound link which yeah. of course is what spammers do as well completely try and avoid them yeah. Yeah. and if you, do, if you do it in a relevant focused way there's no harm in it at all and it's good absolutely, for your site absolutely yes that makes sense now yeah. Yeah. so you're literally building a web of links yeah mm. that's exactly what you do Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, the same with those articles. Uh, there are article directories out there. My favourite one is Articlezilla. 
Oh, that sounds um, pretty good. Yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like you could take any word really. Put Zilla at the end. Of it. <laughs> yeah, well, appa- apparently you can. Thunderpants <laughs> Zilla. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the next big dot com. Um, we get a domain name. <laughs> oh right. Um, yeah, you can um, you can give them your articles for um, lo- a lot of different uh, web users to search through, and they mm. can actually take your article and put it on their own site. Now, doesn't, this sounds a little bit uh, counterproductive, but of course, every single time that somebody takes it and puts it on their site, they have to link back to right. your site. So, in that way, if you've got a really useful article, yeah. which lots of people go use, you're going to have a lot of very, very relevant links because people using your article are going to be relevant to that article. Okay. You know, um, that, that's that's a really, really good way. So, this was what Articlezilla was it? Was it Articlezilla is my favourite. I mean, I think okay. if, if you, in general, if you search for um, an article directory or a free article submission directory, right. you should find uh, a whole load of them. Okay, well, some useful tips there. Yeah. Um, and then, finally, another very interesting one is RSS feeds. Ah, yes. Yeah. Oh, I, I like RSS feeds. Ah. They're cool. <laughs> uh, they sure are. They're, there's, there's some very, very interesting stuff out there now. Mm. Um, as you say, blogs are a perfect example of them. Yeah. If you have your, your articles or at least perhaps more, I, I think blogs are probably a better example, mm-hmm. and you start to submit those to um, the syndicate, uh, the, what are they, goodness? The RSS aggregators. The aggregators. It sounds very much like a Doctor Who enemy, but uh, <laughs> in fact, they're very, very useful. I, I, to, uh, in fact, my, my favourite one is uh, Syndic8, which is... Not the figure eight. Yeah, so <laughs> S-Y-N-D-I-C-8. Then the number the numeral eight on yeah, the end. again, rather Doctor Who. Ah, yes, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there's a bunch of uh, feed readers you can get for your desktop as well. Now, I, I use Feed Reader, which I rather oh, like. It's very nice. Sure. Um, although no one else seems to know about it. Perhaps I'm the first person ever to discover it. Well, they do now. They do now. Feed Reader, if you just Google Feed Reader, you'll find yeah, it. It's rather nice. Cool. And then uh, finally, um, links within your own website. Very, very cheap and free to do, really. You can just add, uh, where, basically, wherever you have the chance to uh, link to another section of your site mm-hmm. in your copy. Yeah, do it. I mean, okay. you know, sensibly, of course, but it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to do you some good. OK, what about tracking the results? Absolutely. I mean, it's all very well doing these things, but if you don't know what results you've actually achieved after this mm-hmm. game, oh, it seems to be better, then it's very hard. I mean, obviously, you can look at your own weblogs um, and you can see how much traffic has come to your site and where it's coming from. It's a standard thing with any weblogs or web statistics package. Yeah. The best thing to do is use a piece of software that will tell you, you basically put in all the key terms, you put your, your web address in, and then you select the search engines you're interested in, and it will tell you what position that keyword is sitting in that search engine. So it just gives you a matrix, basically, that says this is a keyword, this is the position it's sitting in in this search engine. Um, and there's a couple of good tools for doing that. There's one called Web Position Gold, um, which has a, has a lot of tools in it that helps you with kind of search engine optimization. Yeah. Um, and you can find that at webposition.com. Um, that's a very good bit of kit. Um, and there's also a tool called Advanced Web Ranking. Don't say that too quickly. Um, <laughs> and that, again, gives you a very, very concise view of where you're sitting in the search engines. Um, and it's visual and it's nice and easy to see what you're doing. And basically, as you track it as time goes on, it will say you've got like, this many places down, this many places, right. this is how many top ten positions you've got. So it just gives you a show of what your efforts have been. And you can also say, oh, we did this this month. And this was the effect. So, you know, we need to do more of this or less of that. And it just gives you something to base your kind of concepts on. That's great. Are these free tools? Um, no, they're both paid for tools. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, I think Advanced Web Breaking is about £100. And yeah. Web Position Gold starts at about 160 So they're, they're quite affordable. And they do pay dividends, I think, if you invest I'm in sure that money. I'm sure they do, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So if you're serious about tracking your results, yeah, um, take a look at these two tools. Absolutely. 
So I mean, you know, that, that search engine optimization in a in a kind of summed up way, um, there's a lot more about it, lots of talk. There's always changes going on okay. as they change the algorithms. Thing, you know, search engines will change. So, but following the basic guidelines are the most important things. There's lots of detail around it, but these are the, really the key concepts you need to think about. So, I think that's uh, that's 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 it. A succinct is that the right word? Absolutely. Um, overview of search engine optimization. So if you want to um, give us some feedback, drop an email to info at academyinternet.com. And that's Academy Internet as all as one word. Okay. If anyone wants to phone us, what's the number internationally? Um, it's zero. Well, plus four four. Plus four four. And then zero one two seven three seven three three four three three. Mm. Do we need the zero? Um, is it plus four four one two seven? Yeah, one two seven three. I think that the zero is if you are in the UK. Obviously. Ah, okay, right. So if you're not in the UK, remove that to zero. Absolutely. Mm. If you're interested in uh, contacting us, uh, just to ask us very specific questions as well, we do have a, a forum on the um, on the pickle URL as well. So that would be the same as pickle p i c k a l dot com slash forums. Excellent. And if you leave your question there, we'll uh, we'll answer it for you. Fantastic. Well, there we go. Guys, thank you very much indeed. Thanks very much for joining thank us you. on Internet Marketing. Mm. And uh, what are we going to talk about next week? I think we're probably going to be talking about accessibility and usability next time. Mm. Okay. Yeah, well, so we look forward to that very much. Absolutely. And uh, thank you very much again, guys. And we will see you next week. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.